It's Full Metal Jackie bringing you two full hours of metal each and every week. Very excited to say I've got rejoining the show once again, the one and only Rob Flynn from Machine Head. How are you? I'm doing good, Jackie. How are you? Doing well. Happy to have you back on the show and so excited about the Slaughter of the Mar tour that we've got. Of course, Machine Head, Fear Factory, Orbit Culture and Gates to Hell uh, joining you on this run. Uh, it's a pretty great lineup. Rob, when putting together tours, what are you looking for in support acts and and what particular stood out to you with the bands that are going to be on this run? Well, for the last 10 years, we've been doing nothing but an evening with Machine Head. So it's it's actually the first time we put together a package tour in, you know, almost a decade now. So for, for the last 10 years, we've done a three hour show, no opening bands, just Machine Head for three hours songs off of every single record, mixing up the sets, different cover songs. And uh, with this one, I just think, especially like coming back from the pandemic, we were like, we need to just mix it up. We had, we've been having some great hangs with Dino from Fear Factory. And uh, in fact, we had Dino and, and uh, Milo up from Fear Factory and we had them jam on our Electric Happy Hour live stream, which we've been doing pretty much weekly throughout the whole pandemic. And then now into this era and it was awesome. Like we jammed Fear Factory songs, we jammed Hatebreed songs, we jammed Machine Head songs, we jammed, you know, just a bunch of cool stuff. And it was just such a fun hang. We were like, man, we should we should really think about doing this for the tour. This would be sick. Does that mean that you guys are gonna come up together and play songs or is that gonna happen at all? We've we've talked about it. I mean, we're we're still coming up here on the dates, but we've talked about that and I think that would be I think that would be awesome. Oh my gosh, you know, the I, fans would that, totally dig it. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm up for it. And then, you know, I met the Orbit Culture guys. I saw those guys when they rolled through with Avatar. They played the Fillmore and they killed it. They were awesome. I met them, I guess, right before that, too. We played Bloodstack together and I, they were on a different day than us, but I was just hanging out, caught them. They were a fantastic band. And then Gates to Hell, I saw them when we played the Milwaukee Metal Fest. They played on a different stage and just... They blew me away. They were awesome. So it was like, you know what? Let's just make a monster metal package and just go out there and crush it. And by the way, if we can just go back to the evening with Machine Head shows, I have to tell you, uh, one of those shows was probably one of the last times I was like in the pit at a show and I was severely injured for many days. And oh, no. uh, so I that's where I've decided this. I can't, uh, I'm not doing it anymore. I've always you loved- officially the- retired because of a Machine Head show? <laughs> yes, it's all your fault, Rob. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry or congratulations, whichever applies. <laughs> Full Metal Jackie, Rob Flynn from Machine Head with us. The Slaughter the Mar Tour kicking off next week. Let's play one of the bands on the bill, Orbit Culture, with While We Serve. It's Full Metal Jackie, Rob Flynn from Machine Head on the show with us this week, of course, celebrating the 2024 Slaughter, the Mar Tour, Fear Factory, Orbit Culture, and Gates to Hell, and Machine Head, of course, an incredible lineup. And one of the great things with Machine Head uh, right now and recently is the 20th anniversary set of Through the Ashes of Empires that you've got 
and that seems to be that seemed to be such a transitional period in the band's career after the early 2000s new metal boom. What are your recollections from that time period about creating that album and and what stood out as highlights from that album and tour cycle? You know, I just think that you know, you know, a lot of that record was written as a three-piece. We had gotten rid of our guitar player Roof and pretty much the whole album was written as a three-piece just and and a lot of it was just, you know, me and Dave sitting in a jam room and you know, I think we just really, you know, we just really had a fire in our belly. You know, like I just felt like we had so much piss and vinegar. You know, a lot of people were doubting us. A lot of I felt like our back was really up against the wall, and we just put it all into the music, and we made this vast epic. You know, it was kind of like a re. I don't want to say a rebirth because it had a lot of classic Machine Head elements, but we brought in some. You know, I think I kind of dove back into my early kind of a new wave of British heavy metal vibe, you know, the Iron Maiden kind of stuff and Merciful Fate and, you know, a lot of that kind of element in the music came out, you know, so the guitar parts were a lot more melodic. There was a lot more harmonies and stuff. And so, you know, I just really felt like what we came with just was something really, it was really special. And, you know, to me, when we got to Imperium, you know, Imperium was pretty much the last song that we finished for the record, and lyrically, it wasn't even it wasn't even done when we went into like the lyrically, it was almost completely unfinished when we went into the studio. And I just remember taking all of that venom that I felt inside of me, and you know, all the people talking and people just doubting that we could do something great again, and just like, no, I'm I'm gonna show you, like I'm gonna show you. And I just really poured it into that song, Imperium, the opening track. And, you know, to this day, it's still the song that we most consistently open a set with because it just sets the freaking tone for for everything that's going to come. It's Full Metal Jackie. Coming up next, new music from Static X, Project Regeneration Volume 2, coming out January 26th. More with my guest, Rob Flynn from Machine Head. It's Full Metal Jackie, Rob Flynn from Machine Head with us on the show this week. And Rob, it's been interesting to see how fans have embraced the anniversary packages over the last decade or so. And you've taken the time to salute Burn My Eyes in the past. Obviously, as an active band, you're always wanting to promote the new stuff. But how enjoyable has it been to see such interest generated for your past efforts? I got to think it makes the live show more fun for you to dig into some stuff you maybe haven't played in a while when the focus turns to a full album. Well, yeah, we did the we did the 25th anniversary of our debut album, Burn My Eyes, and that was right before the pandemic. So it just feels like it was a decade ago, but it was really only just four years ago. But, you know, to me, I think, I mean, we hadn't played, I mean, we had, we had pretty consistently played a lot of those songs live because we had been doing the evening with some, like I said, we often mixed up the set list quite a bit, but you know, some of those songs really, you know, we, we, we were dusting off a song like Death Church. We were dusting off a song like I'm Your God Now. It had probably been 25 years since we played those songs live. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if I, you know, to me, I, I think it's a little bit, you know, for me, like when I, I played Davidian now like 3,000 times <laughs> or something like that. You know, the opening track on Burn My Eyes. And, you know, I don't know if I, 
you know, people always ask, like, do you you still enjoy it? And I was like, I don't know if I enjoy it. You know, to me, it's it's about playing it well and performing it well and trying to channel 1993 into that song and where I was at that point and just delivering it with the same ferocity. But it's not really like enjoying it or not enjoying it it's it's more like i'm trying to deliver it because i know the people love it and the fans love it and i feel like they did i owe it to them to deliver a freaking devastating version of that song do you feel like you go back in your head like in your mind like you try to go back to where you were at that time when you're performing the song i don't think so you know what i mean like i don't I don't think I could ever, I don't even want to go back <laughs> to the place I was when I wrote that song. You know, it was, a, it was a pretty dark place and and I was in a pretty bad place. And, you know, for me, I think it's, you know, I think when people try and do that, I just, I just, at least when I, you know, I don't want to speak for people or other musicians, but I know when I've tried it myself, it felt very phony to try and, to try and go back to a place like that, you know, because I'm, content with who I am now and where I am now and I'm just trying to deliver the best thing that I can deliver now. It's Full Metal Jackie Rob Flynn from Machine Head with us coming up next. Jamie Josta checking in for Josta's weekly pick from the pit music from Iron Maiden. Rob's going to be picking music. It's all on the way. It's Full Metal Jackie, Rob Flynn from Machine Head with us on the show this week. And Rob, I was sorry to see about your recent studio flooding. I'm hoping that you were able to salvage some of the keepsakes and key items from the band's history you showed uh, in your video. And that said, it, it, it seems as though you've been wise enough to hold on to a lot of items that meant something to you throughout the band's run. Looking back at what you've held onto over the years, what are some of your most treasured items from the band's history? Well, to answer your first thing, uh, good news is all of the gear is fine. All the guitars, all the amps, all that drums, you know, all that stuff, bass equipment, totally intact and fine live streaming equipment is totally fine um you know it was a lot of my recording gear because it ha- where the flood happened is in the recording section of the where all the recording gear is for the studio and um you know i, I think the big the most heartbreaking part of it was for me was that i had i had brought a bunch of machine head kind of archival keepsakes down to my studio thinking that it would be safer there than in you know like a storage somewhere less exposed to the elements and it literally it all the water came right where all that stuff happened to be and you know like i was kind of going through it a couple days ago and you know a lot of my burn my eyes lyrics got screwed up you know like soaked like completely drenched underwater and you know i I, you know i let them all dry out and so some of it's you know some of it's okay but you know like my original nation on fire lyrics like they're pretty much like destroyed you can't read them anymore it's just all blurry and stuck together pages so that one that you know it had my it had my original demo the machine the master demo tape of the machine head the machine head demo that like we literally got signed with you know like the master one that i used to put in my tape to tape recorder and you know go we used to take that to shows and i you know i'd spend like six hours at kinko's and make the j cards and put a sticker in there and print lyric sheets and then i'd go to like the omni in oakland and the stone and you know just sell these things out of my backpack you know put stickers everywhere and you know when i saw that i was like damn it you know luckily i have digitized it recently you know so that was okay that so that's been at least in that sense it's 
been preserved, but just to look at the original cassette that's been drenched in water and all stuck together kind of. But, you know, I think of the things that we'd saved, the thing, you know, I, I tend to save, I used to be a pretty hardcore collector, you know, collecting vinyl, collecting, you know, demos, collecting bootlegs, you know, me and my friend were tape traders back in like the thrash days. And, you know, that's the era I'm from. I'm from like the thrash era. So I grew up on tape trading and vinyl and bootlegs and demos. And, you know, so I've got, I've got pretty much all of the demos and Machine Head actually de demos a lot. We've done probably three to four sets of demos on every record. So I got my original lyrics binders. I've got the set demos. I've got, I've got all the flyers from all of the early shows that we did, you know, we'd make flyers and that was like what you did back then. That's put up flyers at other shows. And, and so I got like all the original flyers, you know, like, and I mean the original flyer, like it's glued together with different pieces of paper and you know, like stuff like that. So, and then I think maybe the, probably the thing that I, I don't know, probably holds the, like the most special place in my heart would be uh, all my stuff from the Slayer tours. You know, we went Slayer, took Machine Head out to Europe for the very first time. And up until that point, I can honestly say that Slayer was my single favorite band. I mean, I used to drive, me and my friends would drive all over California to see Slayer. We'd go down to Sacramento, we'd go down to Fresno, we'd go up to Chico, we'd sometimes go down to LA. Obviously, every time they played the Bay Area, I'd always go see them. Like, I literally, just me and my friends lived and breathed Slayer. So when they asked us to go on tour with them in Europe and then took us out on tour again in America, it was a dream come true. I mean, it was just dream come true. And, you know, Terry King in particular went above and beyond promoting the band and just giving us chances and giving us an opportunity to play in front of their freaking awesome crowd. And, you know, so I really... Like of all the stuff that I have, that's probably the stuff that I hold closest to my heart. Coming up this hour, the Death Clock Brutal Pick of the Week. Up next, a new Judas Priest tune and more with Rob Flynn from Machine Head. It's Full Metal Jackie. Rob Flynn from Machine Head is with us on the show. And Rob, your 2022 album of Kingdom and Crown was a little more conceptual in nature, examining characters that believed they were doing the right thing while committing atrocious acts. Having done that character study, do you feel there's more to mind there? Uh, and would you be open to further conceptual works down the road, maybe with some other story through line or expanding upon this one? I don't know. I mean, it was awesome doing the, the character and the concept album because I've, I've, I've written nine albums from my point of view what how i view society you know every lyric starting with i and you know there's nothing wrong with that i mean i think that that's what people connect with the most for sure that's what i connected with the most for sure but there was something about being able to step outside of myself and write it doesn't have to be about my life it doesn't have to be about what i think about anything and tell a story you know like even to go back to slayer you know, a song like Angel of Death is not told in the I state of mind. You know, it's it's about describing a place. It's about describing events, describing a person. And I don't know, there was something just really enjoyable about that for me. Like it really inspired me. And it's what I needed at the time. I don't know if I'll need it again. You know, I don't know if uh, when I go to write the next record, which we've already, we already started writing some, you know, I got 
you know, like three songs and a ton of riffs, and I don't know where it's gonna go. I don't, I don't ever know <laughs> where it's gonna go. To me, uh, you know, music's like you just gotta channel what what you're going through and and where you're at at the time because music is so much about a snapshot. You know, it's basically like a photograph of where your life is at any given moment. And I can't tell you where I'm gonna be when we're writing this record or when we're finishing this record. And, you know, so, you know, like with, and I, and I do feel that even in a concept record, you do have, your your life bleeds into it, whether you want it to or not. You know, during the writing of that record, I, I lost my mom, you know, she had been for, decades she had been uh, pretty much a pharmaceutical drug addict and it was a long slow horrible descent and dealing with that for the 20 or so years that i had been and then to finally have it all end the way it did was just you know it was really hard and you know there's no way that that doesn't spill into it in some way even if it's just in an abstract way you know the pandemic you know my wife's mom had a stroke and we had to take her into the house and now we're taking care of her i mean just you know a lot of stuff goes on in your life and you know you don't want to necessarily sing about it but somehow those things in my opinion in in the best art and the best music somehow it helps you process that and deal with all of that at the time rob flynn from machine head with us the Slaughter the Martyr kicking off next week. Coming up next, music from Sleep Token and the Death Clock Brutal Pick of the Week. Full Metal Jackie, Rob Flynn with us. See Machine Head on the road, the Slaughter the Martyr with Fear Factory, Orbit Culture, and Gates to Hell. And Rob, you talked about having a couple of new songs written. Can we expect new music in 2024? Not going to say no. <laughs> Never say you're not going to commit. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not committed to that. But we do. We got some new. We got some new jams. Killer, brutal and heavy, and definitely feels like a new vibe. You know, like I'm. I'm always kind of. You know, I kind of write songs, and you know, sometimes like a lot of the songs, the first few songs you write for a record, I found just in general, like kind of suck. You know, they're just like whatever. You know, you don't hate them, you don't love them. They're just like "Eh, whatever. And then at some point there comes a song where you're like, oh, we're onto something here. Like, this is, this is different. Like, this is, this is okay. You know, like I can kind of see like where we might go from here. And uh, we hit that song. We hit that song the other day that I think I know where we're going to go from here. And and it felt good. You know, it felt good after writing like three or four songs that I was just kind of like, eh, this is whatever. And then we kind of got up, threw those away. Now we got like two or three that were like, oh, okay. I think I know where the record's going. It's good though that you don't have a timeline where you're rushed or pressured to put it out at a certain point because it'll be ready when it's ready, when you feel like it's ready. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, at this point, that's the good place that Machine Head is in. You know, I mean, we, we have our own record company. We own all of our publishing. We own our masters. I mean, it's it's stuff that, you know, we own our merchandise. So it's like we can kind of do our thing. It's all kind of self-contained. And, you know, I definitely want to keep music out. You know, I think that I think especially like since the Burn My Eyes tour when, you know, we've released 19 songs now at this point, we released a full album and then an additional nine singles slash EPs slash whatever. And I like that. I like that we've 
you know, really put out a lot of content and just trying to keep that. I want to keep that going. You know, I want to keep just a constant stream of even if it's not an album, you know, singles or standalone EPs that never get incorporated into the album and and just keep on, you know, to me, that's what fans want more than anything in this day and age. Like, I think that it really is just about you know feeding your fans and it's kind of it's kind of almost back to where you know i feel like it's back to where it was in like the 70s you know bands in the 60s and 70s they were dropping albums like two albums a year two full albums a year you know definitely weren't touring as much but you know there was a huge amount of content coming out and that to me is kind of where it's all going you know i feel like you know i feel like everybody's so overwhelmed with social media that we really don't need any one talking anymore like i don't feel like feeding content to fans like content on social media is the way that it you know it was that for a minute but i don't feel like that it's that way anymore i feel like now it's just about music rob flynn with us the machine head on the slaughter the mar tour thank you so much rob it's always great to catch up with you and uh see you out on the road soon i will not be in the pit though uh, what, by the way, what what happened? What happened? You never told me. Like, what I was on the floor, injured? and there was like pieces of furniture that were like on the floor, and you know, we sort of got pushed over, injured myself, was walking weird for a couple of days, and I'm like, maybe, maybe the pit's not for me anymore. It's a sad you know? realization. It's like a, a hey, the, existential the- crisis. Those machine head pits are brutal, man. They really are. Like you, you people forget they're brutal. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to hear that, though. I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that, though. But I do look forward to uh, to seeing your face, maybe head banging in the balcony. How yes, that? that'll be me. All right. That'll be me and VIP. Right, cool. <laughs> hey, th- thank you very much for uh, for having me on your show. Stick around because we've got more metal on the way. <laughs> 